Hey, Pride fam, get ready for a brand new episode of Pride the, the Podcast. Featuring special guests, the music duo, Hey King. So grab yourself a treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. Hello and welcome back. Hi we guys. Are so excited to have with us Taylor Plicity and Natalie London of Hey King. <laughs> hey King. Hey. How are y'all doing? Thank you so much for chatting with us crazy people. We yeah. really appreciate you taking the time. Oh man. Sorry, I'm still laughing at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best sound ever. Listen, it will we show. We had that on tour. <laughs> we had that on tour with, with Ben Harper and like behind the stage. We would just do like. It just hypes you up. It really does. And it really you, hypes you, up. anytime yeah. you're in a club and you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah. Shit, what's coming? Yes. Leveled up. <laughs> Wait, so we have you both on Zoom right now and you're in different locations. So, where, where are, you, are you guys in a fight? <laughs> wow. This, this is wow. Like What's the happening? We've ever spent apart. <laughs> four days. Taylor fractured and sprained her foot uh, the other day. And she had to stay down there in San Diego at my mom's place. And I had to come back up to LA to work on something. So. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, I'm just, I'm just chilling. Wait, so I hope you're milking that injury, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so hungry. No, instead, I'm not using my. Oh, I took so many meals. I'm not listening to the doctors at all. Oh, like, no. I'm probably going to have to deal with this for much longer than what I'm supposed to. Because, like, I still want to play. I still want to swim with my pups. Like, man, it's so hard to have, like, super cute dogs and be injured, especially, like, on, like, feet injuries. So, Aww. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but, yeah. <laughs> and why am I cooking for you so much? <laughs> so you are in a fight. I, right. A fight is about to happen if not. <laughs> I have to know, for our listeners' sakes, what kind of cute pups do you have? Oh, uh, we have a Newfoundland. Uh, his name is Finnegan. He Aww. is my big, like, boy. He's so freaking cute. Big old teddy bear. Yeah, he's so Like scared. 165 pounds. Right. <laughs> I remember when I was that. Yeah. Um, and then we have a Border Collie thing, and she's just, she's absolutely out of her mind. I love her so much. Aww. <laughs> We so, love pups here at Pride the Podcast. So for our yeah. listeners, you you both are a couple, right? Yes. And obviously, we're like, not in a fight. We, <laughs> not, we need fight. to make that yes very clear. Yes, I'm not allowed to cook because I think really I would accidentally poison someone. You're obviously this like amazing music artistry duo. So how how did oh. you both? meet how did this all come about how did hey king get started um it's kind of a crazy story i i started hey king before i met taylor um i had played music and stuff for a really long time and then um while i was in like the height of you know hustling in new york city and playing everywhere uh, i went to virginia to play a show and i got bit by a tick in <gasps> in charlottesville like outside, like in this farmhouse and didn't think anything of it and kept going and ended up contracting Lyme, Babesia and Bartonella. These two can be fatal co-infections. So I was doing music full time and I was in my senior year at Columbia. And by the end of like my semester, like I had no idea like where I was. I was in the hospital all the time. Like he would be talking to me and I'd be like, do you know where I am right now like why did how did I end up here and it turned out I was having seizures all types of things so I I was sent um back to San Diego I ended up long story short bedridden for over four and a half years oh Um, my gosh it took them like over a year to diagnose me and all this stuff and and three and a half four years at least of treatment and uh and so I kind of went from like playing music to never thinking I'd play again and nobody thought I would even like get get through the whole thing. And so 
I started, um, I would watch like where the wild things are and you kind of have mm. to learn to uh, except like starting your life over mm. again from scratch because after that much time of being completely isolated and you know facing your death for a long time you kind of just rewrite it all wow. and where the wild things are was like this really fun it like called to me of like the young like adventurous spirit and the the wanderer and like like the rage that that kid had and the pain and the grief and like all of this stuff. And so I ended up naming the band Hey King when I started writing again, because that's what they call Max uh, when they're trying to yell to him. Yeah. Oh, and I just started playing him. Okay. Yeah, because they're like, Hey King. Right. Like, of, I love that. Oh, I love that too. Because that was going to be my yeah. next question was <laughs> where did, yeah, Hey King come from? Like what was the inspiration yeah. behind that? But I love that. That is so cute. It was crazy. And then Taylor and I met like uh, a year or so after I started the band and we fell in love. And Aww. she's like, like Taylor's an amazing actor and Wait, tell like us the whole story. I need the whole story. <laughs> the meat cute. It's actually the meat absolutely cute. crazy. Like, I I don't know, man. It's so funny because I feel like I just met her like last week and we've been together for six and a half years already. Oh, wow. You guys are but so not I, in a fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're totally like just in a fight right now. What? <laughs> no, it was, it was cool. Um, I had been invited... So I was working on set and this kid kept asking me to like go out with him. Um, and then I was like, no, I'm not interested, but like, I don't mind like, you know, going out with you as friends. And then we ended up at this one place and I'm just sitting down and then this girl comes up to me and she's gorgeous. And I don't know, man, it was like time Sam skill type oh. thing. And I don't know what possessed me, but I was like, I have a good idea. Let me do a handshake with her and see if she like, and have that be what, dumb i have no game guys like no game whatsoever so i reach out my hand and i'm like do you know this like not even like hi what's your name right like, do you know handshake like hey what's up do you and know what a handshake is <laughs> oh that was no no a secret handshake ah uh, yeah okay do you know this routine right and she knew it though and it was, like, oh like eight step handshake i've never met like, another person in my entire life was that, that from the parent trap <laughs> yeah. i literally thought the parent trap no do you know this <laughs> uh, <laughs> well we got to do we got to see y'all do the handshake i wish y'all were in person i, I want to see the handshake oh, no then man. we'll fall in love with them that's true too that is true right. oh she's doing You're it you're gonna try to do it by yourself i thought it doesn't work and now it doesn't it, work alone. <laughs> but it was it was my me and my best friend's handshake when I was like nine years old, and I never met another person who knew how to do Aww. it. And same with Taylor, like nobody. And so I have no idea what sparked that in you. But it was like, love at first Aww. shake. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That should be the title of your next single. Love, love at first, first shake. shake. Yeah. <laughs> So then you both fell in love and then started writing music together, performing together. That, yeah. That's basically it. That's yeah, amazing. She, she asked me to like, I think it was her bandmates at first, like their bassist. I don't know. They they asked me to like start singing some songs with them, like start doing like harmonies and stuff. Cause I, I've done like a ton of musical theater in the past. So mm -hmm. like music's not like new to me, but it wasn't ever something I was like doing. Mm -hmm. um, but when she asked me to like, sing with her she is my favorite songwriter like of all time and so it was kind of like whoa are you serious and then it was super super stressful because she's my girlfriend and like my love and I want to like spend the rest of my life with her and this is her dream and so there was like a lot of like conflict with with the like okay how do I make sure that like I don't ever like bring her down because her levels like like I hold You're on crazy <laughs> <laughs> because i'm just That's kind of like, a like i just uh, i don't know and she's just like this really powerful like singer songwriter like and i'm just kind of hey what's that like, i don't know no. no i think taylor brought something completely new to the band that i like had no idea was ever missing because i had like we had like a six-piece band and when i started hearing the harmonies and different stuff and i kind of always heard another vocalist but i never thought i'd be in a band mm -hmm. with somebody that like i was with and when uh, we brought Taylor up on stage like a couple of times, like those songs were, so, they added such a literal like intimacy to the music and like mm. this different sense mm -hmm. of vulnerability. And I watched like people who had 
you know, been seeing me play for a long time were like, this is something like, this is something you should, because I was like, am I just in love? And like, I like being on stage with this person, or is this actually like something that's, that's coming across well? And they were like, everybody that I, you know, trusted and cared about in our bandmates and stuff were like, no, this is legit. And I loved it. So we just started continuing to, to build new songs and rewrite them and work them and and, uh, I think I'm falling in love with I know. I'm, literally, I'm literally sitting here in love. I'm Listen, just like, I can sing too, and we can be in love, and I'll come <laughs> yes, up on stage yes, with you too. <laughs> we'll be Hey King Are and you? Queens. Absolutely. <laughs> hey King and Queens. So, who was your music inspiration? Like, where did this love of music come from? Oh, man. Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Mine? Or- no, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think both of us, like, for, for me especially, like, I, I had a really crazy childhood, as I'm sure we all have had, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, music was, like, the thing that made me feel incredibly validated about yeah. mm-hmm. feeling things that weren't acceptable to feel. Um, and so I, 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 like, you know... Um, I loved a lot of bands that like, like as a little kid, I loved like Tori Amos and Nine Inch Nails and like people that were like, had a huge sense of humor in their mm-hmm. music, yeah. but also were like really raw and like vulnerable and just like put it all out there. And I loved that they turned their vulnerability into a superpower. And I felt mm-hmm. like that was such a, like a, like a brilliant place and to go with it. And for me, um, like music has always been I always say it's my first language. In case you can't tell, I have such trouble talking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just sing to us. Just sing to us. (laughs) Singing than like, you know, speaking. And so, uh, yeah, it just was never even a a second thought that that would be what I always wanted to do. Yeah. So you've mentioned Mm -hmm. you've had some challenges in your childhood. Um, Taylor, you have as well that I've, I've read about. How does this affect your music and your artistry and how does it affect your songwriting are there any like tidbits in your lyrics that kind of have been inspired over the traumas and challenges that you've overcome natalie can i talk about a b-side sure i think yeah and i think lucky like speaks to it a lot no lucky's a much better one no no And you don't have to ask me, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. There was, there was literally a song, uh, like about like my mom that Natalie helped me write. Like it was one of the first co-writes that we ever did, and it started off with just like a journal of like, I don't know. It was just a lot because my mom like was in the meth thing like she's very neglectful like I just had like a really strange I mean everyone has like their childhood and like what they've had to go through as far as hardship goes but if it wasn't for like anime characters and just random families that I found within fictional worlds like I don't know who the hell I would be today Mm -hmm. um because like that's that's what you either did you either like found solace through like creativity or you found like drugs and that's just like the small town that I grew up in Mm -hmm. um and and so it's been really difficult like now having a parent that was an addict for so long now being sober because she you know like it comes from a place where it's like oh everything's all fine every like this is the amends that I needed to do was just become sober and let myself back into your life and that's not what it is because like when you're addicted to like that kind of like that level of not only alcoholism but like just drug addiction like you're 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 self-medicating in some ways right right so natalie and i like we definitely use music as like a way of just coping as well as like feeling validated and being okay with feeling angry feeling like sad feeling happy feeling like rejoiced like like sitting with those feelings sitting with with those feelings they're they're feelings for a reason and a lot of people don't like that Nobody really does. Nobody but... does. People right. tell people tell people to hide their feelings, yeah. mm-hmm. especially when you're being vulnerable or sensitive. People say you shouldn't have that because it shows sign of weaknesses, and I think that that's bull because people should be yeah, able to express that. That's why they're there. Yeah, that's literally why you have them. If you yeah, wasn't exactly. supposed to, you would have it. <laughs> what about you, yeah, Natalie? I'm oh, sorry. That was a no tag team. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, 
Taylor would do the same thing if we were in person together right now. No, but like Lucky is one of those songs off the record where like the middle of the song just says like, let me go back and tell me that I'll survive and say someday you'll find me. And like just that speaking to your younger self kind of a that's a beautiful like, lyric. You, you will like find the light at the end of this, um, you know. And then it'll get dark again. Of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, it will. It's called life. I mean, right. and so many people, yeah, I think, need those like lyrics, this. to be honest. Like, so many people need those lyrics, especially with the young people we have today. I mean, suicide is at its highest rate. There are so many people who are just so, they don't feel like they know how what to do with their feelings. And I think that that is such a very strong lyric to have. Yeah, you have to kind of trust that your future self will like get you through this in a sense if it, if it's not like a higher power or like i called my future self whatever, the other day they don't know and there's still also you you know yeah you know? So, um. i always tell myself like if i've already made it here which was fucking hard i think i can make it a little bit longer yeah <laughs> you have to always tell yourself that um so speaking of strength something i want to yeah. talk about um before we because i noticed earlier you brought up um ben harper um and your little air horn you do backstage so first how was it so <laughs> we used to do it we used to do it with our mouths before we got the sound so right no that. <laughs> um so how was it working with him as a producer and what did that mean for you coming out with your debut album because he has four grammys right is yeah, that right four grammys like he's huge. he's out of control so how did that come about and how exciting is that that's crazy. Um, he was a blast to work with. I mean, he he treated like the whole experience. It was like for me having this whole playground because I had walked in with arrangements for all mm -hmm. these different instruments and all this stuff. And and what I remember at the studio being like, oh, sometimes we like have a harmonium like on this part. And I'd assume like he would bring in a sample or something. We'd play harmonium and be like, oh, great. I'll go get a harmonium. And then he would like <laughs> go to the warehouse and like go come back with like all of this fun stuff. We just had a lot of time to like experiment. Him and I, uh, especially in the first half of the record, like we played so many of the instruments. Him and I are both love to play everything. So mm -hmm. I would jump on bass and he would jump on bass. And I would jump on piano he'd, and we would like be like, oh, that was cool. But like, let me do this. And <laughs> Um, it was like it was super fun and then he offered to take us on the road with him and touring with him was like the greatest like teaching experience you that is insane we did a yeah that that's crazy i'm sure you had moments where you sat back and you were like this is my life right now like did you ever have those <laughs> yeah. reflected sometimes when you're doing things as you know in this the performance world you when you're doing it, you're like why am I here? How did I do this? Like, yeah. why am I? We, we've done that several times. So I'm sure you had that moment because that's a really amazing achievement. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I also love the moments that we've had too, where it's like, I could literally say anything I want and like 5,000 people will hear me say it. <laughs> like, yeah. or do I even know how the song goes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that's great. It's just one yeah. stage where you're just like in the groove and everything's going great and you're like, wow, this is amazing. And then like a little bit like of a back room is like, what if I don't remember the next part? Yeah. Who cares? All the time. <laughs> all the time. You're That's all the worst. To me right now. I could say anything. <laughs> like, yeah. That would happen to me. Where, where you're like playing and you get into this muscle memory aspect and it's amazing. And especially like being thrown into those, we did three North American tours with Ben. And so they're huge venues and like some like three tiered, like crazy venues. And you're just on there and you're like, and the next chord is probably like in your head. Right. Perfectly, but you're like, pretty sure it's going to be an E. Yes, yeah. that was an E. Okay. <laughs> and Taylor, you probably experienced that like from your acting. Like, you know, when we were back on stage doing acting and stuff, you're like, am I going to remember this it next line? I cannot tell you how many times I was about to go out. I was like, I don't know the script at all. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm waiting for your like cue on stage. And it's like, I'm supposed to be listening for this word, but now I'm drifting off and it's like oh god what's my next line oh yeah. what's the line my favorite is uh, when you come out for a scene but then you start saying lines from the next scene <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're like, yeah oh I shit luckily not done that yet oh, oh well, i hope we didn't wow. Bitch, you, haven't lived. you haven't lived and and when you come out and you don't have your prop and and there was oh, one yeah. oh i was one time i was supposed to be inside of a plant 
And I no. was backstage gossiping. <laughs> and Adam got on the light. He's like, Darrell, where are you? And I was like, <gasps> and it, it was it was bad. It was bad. Not and, on stage, not where I'm supposed to be. Not where yeah. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right. But those are the fun parts. That, like my props are are messed up. Like um, I used to do gunfighting at Old Tucson Studios, and some of the guns that we use don't work. It how did you survive? Any sense, huh? How did you survive? Oh, you no, no, no. You're professionally like you're trained. Like to you shoot can't guns. ever like point directly at someone. You have to point six feet away from them. Uh, so, like, so like social distancing gun shooting. Right. <laughs> Got it. Oh my god, six and six. Got it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was it was six. Feet. Is that another yeah, lyric? Another yeah. another title of a single for you guys? Brain's trying listen, to get a writing credit. To, listen, Brain's I could be a producer over here for Hey King and Queens. I gotta write this down. Yeah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Kings and Queens. So talking so about I've had, I've had some messed up things happen like that, like with acting and stuff, but luckily not lines yet. Well, Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck. Mm -hmm. So talking I mean, about, yeah, I've had to like cover for people, like, like if they jump or skip, and then like, oh, you know, yes. yeah, <sighs> yeah, those okay. are bad. And they're like, oh, okay, that's the script. Let's go back or like try to fix it. No, it you're sense. not okay. What? You are actually not feeling well. <laughs> right. um, I had I had a whole I had a girl who choked on an entire martini and she couldn't speak in our scene. So I said all of her lines plus mine. <laughs> you were like, and I, I said, I know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> I know I said, what you're yeah. trying to tell me. I said, You're trying to tell me this is how you feel. I get it. It was it was crazy. But when I got off that stage, the director was like, You did that. I said, I did everybody's lines. I just said everybody's lines. Yes. It was it was great, but she was choking on that fucking olive. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that is clutch. That is clutch. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I had like I was in musical theater as a kid and did like Fiddler on the Roof and remember just nobody remembered their lines at one point and I like did not know how to ad lib and I'd be like matchmaking, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, yep. That is. I was the so same funny. way. I was oh, at, when it came to ad libbing. It was just like I. Love and then I would go blank, and then it was just like, oh, this is a disaster. Yeah. Everything is going down scene. Matchmaking, huh? <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Are, you, are you just hoping that someone will walk out of stage and say, cut, and just start over? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> so you guys were talking about earlier, you know, when Brayden asked a question about you guys being very strong and what you went through in your life. So I love the road rage. A road rage. I cannot believe I said it like that. A music video, yeah. um, and it talks about how strong women are. And you guys talk about everything that you've done, like what's going on with women in the world today. So talk to me about that and what that meant to you guys. Road rage is one of my all like all time favorite like productions as far as music goes to be a part of, and then also as far as like COVID filmmaking, yeah. music video making. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We. <sighs> We tried to make sure that with this song, we reached out to like some people that we knew were just like really strong female uh, influences in our life. And then we didn't give them any instructions. We were just like, could you please record yourselves like lip syncing to or singing along to this song? And mm -hmm. I just really want you to know, like, we don't care what happens. Like we had like some people that were just really chill and like singing along to it, which was awesome because that's also like a feeling. And then we had like, some people, uh, I remember Deborah and Cheryl. Please help me if I'm pronouncing. Yeah, yeah, Deborah Wilson from Mad TV and stuff. Oh, yeah. I love yes. Deborah Wilson. I saw that. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, her interpretation of like her embodiment of it, uh, it was like it was so free. Like, it was so angry. It was so like I don't know. It was really. The thing is, like, it's a song about you know sexual harassment yep. and stuff mm -hmm. and it, it's one of the first songs that i felt like yes we're telling our our part of the story of like you know what taylor and i have both and i i don't think you can find somebody that hasn't experienced you know walking down the street and being harassed yeah. um but we know that you know there it's it's not our story it's everybody's story and we really yeah. wanted to like get out of the way and let yeah. people interpret it the way that they felt that's mm -hmm. beautiful um, the that's song, beautiful like, how they wanted to present that mm -hmm. and that's why you know <laughs> the, the label was like you have to like at least introduce the song <laughs> like you guys gotta be in the video somewhere we're like okay <laughs> you guys like and then we step out of the way because we're <laughs> yeah. like no but it's a, it's not about us really it's about 
everybody and uh i was so like that they blew me away like deborah wilson's a genius yeah and she's amazing. That we were so happy to have and lanelle had like so much swagger and like just like everybody was so cool and i love how everybody had a different vibe to like what that meant to them and like what their experiences were with that mm-hmm. and it was yeah it was very much a superhero song it yeah. was it yeah was very sure. much that oh <laughs> I love you guys so much. <laughs> like, I, love you guys. I just want to hang out with y'all. Yeah, we like want to hang out. Where did you guys all live? What's happening? We're, we're in New York. York. But we were just in LA. We were just like, in LA. what, a week or two ago? Why didn't we hang out? Everything I know. Like, know. Misconnection. Why didn't we start... <laughs> Hey, Kings and Queens, the ad-lib musical theater. Ah, Stop right now. Let's just keep these ideas rolling. I like it. I like it. Listen, I can come up with some nice little beats and some nice little lyrics. (laughs) Yes, I'm an opera singer, so I can can throw in some opera in there. We could make this work for sure. We'd be like the Spice Girls reunited. (laughs) Yeah, but actually do it. But actually, do right. it right. Get out of the closet. Well, well, oh, let's talk about it. Because I know they are. <laughs> I, I love that. Well, Natalie, what was the like the thing? The I Spice Girls are lesbians. Like out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have been so much fun. Like yeah. we were just talking about. Next time we're in LA definitely gonna hit you up and have a nice little kiki it's been um just so much fun getting to know you guys even more than we already do from watching your videos and listening to your music it's awesome to like have a real conversation with with you both so we really appreciate you taking the time taylor plicity natalie london of hey king tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can listen to all your albums Definitely, oh, we're on all the social media links stuff at uh, at Hey King Band. So yeah, at Hey King Band on like Instagram and uh, Twitter and TikTok and whatever. <laughs> Ooh, TikTok. Twitter, you'll TikTok. Just hear me talking mostly about uh, like sister wives and terrible TV. But um, if you want to check out yeah, our music, yeah, like uh, YouTube. All we did, I mean, mainly during the pandemic, we made seven different music videos throughout that. So that's where, you know, a lot of our music is. And in the album right now, the self-titled debut record is Hey King, and that's out everywhere. Congratulations. Congratulations on that again. Thank you. I love it. Congratulations on just being in love and, like, continue to spread your love and your good energy through the world. Because... (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, I hope your foot gets better. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> well, don't go swimming with Listen the pup. To the doctor. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the I miss you is to our dog on the bed. Oh, oh shit. Oh. So you Pretty are good. in a fight. No. Look at no. Starting in a fight. Yeah. Starting in a fight. We're going to end in a fight. Oh. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Pride the podcast. Breaking up homes. All right. No. <laughs> Thank you both Thank so, you so, much so, so much. Thank we you. love you guys. We'll be here soon. Bye. Bye. Hi, everybody. It's Darrell Anthony. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call us at 844-25-PRIDE and leave us a message. Let us know what you think. And if not, email us at prideTheseries at gmail.com. Yes, hey king. Yes, hey king Listen, and queens. We're I'm coming we in. We can really do this collab. I know it's funky and I like it. It's it's gonna sell <laughs> funky. like hotcakes. <laughs> I was like, not that. I was waiting funk. for Darrell to say it. <laughs> Darrell has Darrell has learned. She missed her cue. Darrell I, has grown. I have grown. No, I just missed my cue. <laughs> no, she missed <laughs> no, they were super cute. I really want to yes. hang out with them. Yeah, no, they real. were. And and y'all saw that new, new, I'm sorry, I was going to say, you saw the newfoundland in the back. She's she yes. like, come here, come here. And, uh-huh. and the Zoom, like, yes. on our Zoom, on our Zoom call, the little Which newfoundland. Which you can check out on our YouTube page at Pride the Series on YouTube. Yes, we love yes. that. We love that. We love that. No, they were super cute. And even though they were like in different locations, you could yeah. still feel like they're, 
love and their authentic connection not only as like partners but as music artists like it's Mm -hmm. they were they were chic they were chic they were chic a beautiful thing a beautiful thing thing. the drinks are flowing (laughs) which y'all know what that means it is hot topic time This is Braden Bradley coming to you live from DNR Studios to talk to you about Megan McCain leaving the motherfucking view. You know, so the over motherfucking it. view. Well, I'm glad that she's gone. Um, listen, while I am glad that Megan's negativity, because she didn't seem like she was happy to be there, right. is leaving the view, I am concerned about the ratings. The Wait, view, we talked about this last episode, too. We, we, did, we did, but but this week, it has, because Megan it's now, now... It's in the news now It's in the more. news, and yeah. you're also seeing like her attitude more, and there was an episode I watched the other day, though, where she agreed with everything they said. She did. Even she, though... I was like, you would have never. And she said, she said, listen, in the past, I wouldn't have been a person that would boycott um, places based off of like who they voted for, or their political stand. Mm-hmm. She said, but like, I am now. Like, sure, I agree with everybody else. And it's just like, she she's made, over it. She's yeah, over she it. made one I'm comment. Um, I don't know if it was today's episode or yesterday's episode. I couldn't even tell you what the topic was. But she was like, you know, a few months ago, I would have said this. But today, I'm saying that. And I've changed my mind. And I'm like, damn. You know what so that's that called? makes me question growth. growth. No, you know what that's that, called? Fake. <laughs> Out of a job. That, right. No, that makes me question was she really that conservative token on the show? Or was you know, she just supposed to be? Probably due to scandal. I doubt that a lot of people are really that conservative. Yeah. At yeah. heart. Especially but when they're being know, filmed. <laughs> right. How but they know what, what the public wants, what ratings want, so they push that agenda more than maybe they actually believe. Yeah. 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 I mean, anyway, you know, well, we fresh. hope that the next, but you know what? They're hoping that the next person who comes on the view still gives them that fire. So I hope so. You know, they can't all be like Pride the Podcast and keep the same four co host. Uh, <laughs> well, bitch, we getting, we getting real close. I was like, we, who's going to drop like we, a fly? We getting real close to replace who, real Because I was like, <laughs> if I go, who going to edit? And who going to Ashley. Ashley. I'm the next in line. All right, bitch. <laughs> She's the next Supreme. Um, so something that came up this week about the CDC, you know, we've been talking a lot about. COVID and everything, and the CDC says vac- vaccinated students and teachers don't need to wear a mask in buildings, and they will be checking. What do you think this is going to lead to? Do you think it's going to lead to? I mean, I feel like a lot of parents are going to be coming to the schoolhouse, as my mom used to say. Yeah, so, exactly what you just said. What I mean, I just don't know how that's going to go for kids, though. They're going to be separated. Like, what's going to happen? And also, well, what do you mean, what's going to happen? Well, okay. Hold, I, what I think Darrell's saying is like, you know how like in our small towns, it's going to be like you know. But I guess for I, for Whiteface, there were no masks. No one really cared, so it really doesn't matter. So I guess maybe for, like, the bigger schools or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know? for people who don't want to get vaccinated, they're like, if, right. you, are you, if you're not vaccinated. But also, my concern is I also heard that ha- have they even created a vaccine that they're going to try on kids yes. under 12? Yeah. Okay. Oh, under 12? Oh, under 12. I'm not sure. Okay, so then sure. that's the thing. So if they're under 12, I don't think you're going to have to worry about it. But we're talking that's about... junior high? But we're, yeah, but we're talking about junior high, high school. So what's going to happen Parents then? Parents are going to come to the school... Kids are gonna get taken out of classes. It's gonna be a whole debacle. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a thing. Children I don't know. are gonna be the worst affected by this because yeah. their parents. Well, they are already bullheaded. are having to like not be sociable with your friends and having to go to school like through Zoom. Like mm-hmm. that at, at that forming time in your age, being sociable is the most crucial thing, in my opinion. It is. And yeah. so Absolutely. they they had a year and a half gap of not having any access I mean, to human beings. Everybody yes. be. Yeah. My niece, though, like I said, Whiteface was just like, they took a break during the beginning and she went homeschooled. She did everything virtual. And then I'm pretty sure the high school, the school was just like, all right, like, we don't care. We don't, yeah, like, (laughs) Governor Abbott doesn't care. Bring your ass back into class. And Speaking so, of Governor Vanessa Abinette. was just like, Abinette. I guess I have to go back. Like, my <laughs> grandparents are old as shit, so I don't want to, but here, I guess I go. Governor Abbott just um, unexpectedly announced a status agenda for, because um, the Texas Senate has been in recess mm-hmm, for vacation, of course. Um, so he just announced a surprise status agenda for when all of you return and trans rights are... Like the fourteenth or thirteenth line item. She made the shortlist. Well, suspending 
suspending oh. trans rights in schools. Mistake, Yo, sorry. Wills is out of she control. Stop. Wow. That I was the name of the Burger King. Darrell, we don't uh, do that. Character. We don't do that on Pride the Podcast. You don't do that. I do. We, no, I you stand, don't. I do. No, I you don't. I stand by it. No. I think that the way that Governor Abbott has treated our trans yeah, brothers and sisters, <laughs> I think it's really disgusting. And if he has an opinion on what people are truly born as and, and, and have all these opinions on the LGBTQ community, then I'm going to have an opinion on him. I mean, what he going to do? He can't stand up and face me. So, the so I, I said what I said. So, uh, Governor and, Abbott and, is the worst. And I stand so. by it. The awful things he has said about trans people, that they are not real people and that they are people that could cause the world harm, he's trash. Mm-hmm. I stand by it. Like, he don't get to make his, he don't get to make his opinion known and he don't get shot back. So, here's, okay. here's, here's my additional thought about that. Well, about people not getting uh, the vaccine. So what's going to really happen in the world where people aren't going to, like, there's going to be things that tell you, you cannot come to this, this, or this unless you're vaccinated. So what's going to happen then? People going to start. You know what's going to happen is the less educated are not going to be around. And I think that's beautiful. Hmm. That's a beautiful thing. That's one way of looking at it, mm-hmm. but I, which I hear you. Right. In some aspects, yes, but it's not just all uneducated people. I think it's people that are scared that have been treated wrong by, you know, vaccines before. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of people. Oh, you're talking about uh, the black community who's the, the, been used for yeah. tests. Yeah. And, yeah. Some okay. people I really just don't, like, trust the government. I hear that. And I, hear I, that. and I hear that. I do think at some point you have to put it in perspective it's just like it would be really hard in this situation for the cdc to target black people yeah when white people are getting the same thing that's what whoopi said and you know we stand by whoopi. right right and you know and if you, if you think of it like that it's just like right. yeah it would be like <laughs> did you have... stop but I say you like whoop it. We stand by whoop it. And Brayden say unless your governor have it. He came in hard. <laughs> it's not even funny. Don't even it's laugh at that. It's, it's not, not funny. funny at all. It's we not don't funny. Do that around we, here. we definitely don't want to stoop to his level. But I'm just really disgusted stoop by to the his level. Derailed. Oh, that wasn't even. Oh, that, that, wasn't that, wasn't even, even <laughs> that wasn't even. I was still going. No, to be we for have real. To stop. No, we have to stop. the thing that him and was it Dan Crenshaw said this week about trans people. Well, it's absolutely disgusting. Like, I've never seen and heard, like, of course we've heard people, like, they're discussed with the LGBTQ community, but the way that they were saying, like, that they're going to cause the next war, like, it was just bad. Like, it's just all around crazy. You know what I did last night that I'm really proud of, and I just want to kind of brag about myself, or not brag about myself, but just mm. express. I think you meant what you meant. <laughs> just express the help that I gave to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm. My really close friend, y'all all know her, but I'm not going to give names. Mm-hmm. Her younger brother lives in Texas, small town Texas, mm-hmm. and is coming to terms not only with his sexuality but his gender identity. Okay, and he's 20 years year old. 20 years old, um, and. He wanted to talk to me because he's heard of my like coming out story and how difficult it was and blah blah blah. And he has no, he has no one to talk to, like no gay people to talk to. Wow. And so I Facetimed him for an hour last night and what? just like wow. I did, I did, wow. I did, and just like heard them out and trying to figure out if they are gay or if they are trans or if they are straight and they just don't know and like mm-hmm. all of this stuff anyway so that was my good deed for the oh. week just wanted to put wow. that out there snaps no that was very yeah snaps for Brayden no <laughs> no, no no snaps for snaps for them for being open and honest and mm-hmm. wanting to talk and figure things out absolutely so snaps yeah. to them mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean I really like I mean we are at that age I guess where people it, it, it's great when people reach out I know Ashley's had someone reached out to her mm-hmm. I've had people reach out to me mm-hmm. recently about their sexuality like I think that it's it's that's great. the whole point of this podcast that's it, the whole point of our existence uh-huh. yeah and it's, it's crazy because they're like how did you figure it out? I said, I'm still figuring it out. Bitch, that's, yeah. what I said. that's what I said. I was like, I, I, ain't, I don't know nothing. But <laughs> we really don't. It's just like, I, oh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. It's just, it's just like going to your first gay bar is a huge thing. And I think that everyone should have that experience, especially, I think even straight people should have that experience, to be honest with you. But that's my first experience was a gay bar. Yeah, and you were in there. But it also allowed me to reflect 
back on where I've come and how far I've come and who I am now, yeah. which we all take for granted. Like I say all the time, oh, I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm blah, 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 blah. But like when I was 20 and going having all those questions, I never thought I would be, I mean, actually I did, but I never <laughs> thought that I would be who I am, where I am, what mm-hmm. I'm doing, mm-hmm. how I'm doing it. As yeah. I am today, I knew that Amen. I would travel yeah. the world and and be on soaps and be broke as fuck. And so I, 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 I'm living the dream. Like I'm doing you are it. Living yeah. the dream. Fred. I think we are living the dream. And like I, it's just nice to like give back to those mm-hmm. who are suffering a little bit and letting them know that you will live the dream one day. Especially in in, in small town East Texas or yes. in small town Texas in general. In any small town. It's it's really rough. It's rough and especially when it's in the Bible belt. Yeah. Um that's even Well a reli- religion was a, a a lot of our conversation. Even overseas, like what happened in Spain. Oh <sighs> my and I think we should take a moment to give our thoughts and prayers and our condolences to Samuel Luis, who was murdered in Spain recently. 24 years old. 24. So it's condolences so and thoughts and prayers to his family and loved ones out in Spain. How is this still happening? I mean, it's happening all over. And, and mm-hmm. people have a legitimate people have a legitimate fear. They have a... There's a deep hatred, and that's why I got so passionate talking about um, Abbott earlier. Like they, the, the, they literally have such a haste, hatred for LGBTQ people, and it's to the point of death. They want them dead. They want them gone. They want them wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah. So it's really, really odd. Um, it's so sad. Like literally, that's from a religious standpoint. That's what the devil is. Yeah. I mean, you ain't wrong. It's just very sad. Yeah. Like you just to be outside of a nightclub, it's kind of like Pulse, just to be yeah, in a nightclub and like hanging out with your best friends and, and living just... your best life and just being your most authentic self, and then you get whooped to death. Mm-hmm. And it just speaks to how far like we still have to go in this like fight for equality, like yeah, in all sense you know? of the words, like not just LGBT people, but like people of color, yeah, women. women. Mm-hmm. It just really sucks to not be like, a white straight man. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you imagine, Ashley, if you were a white straight man, what would you do? I would own the world. <laughs> <laughs> she would own the world. She'd, she'd have her own production. I, um, I'd be so much further in life. Darrell, if you were a white straight man, what would you do? Um, Probably go inside of a school and shoot it up. Because that's what they do. Oh, Whoa. so you want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. But I have something to tell you guys that just happened. Okay. So, <laughs> oh. Good. I'm glad you followed that up with something because I was like, "Wow, girl, that was a little dark." But well, <laughs> I was coming to you next. So, well, well, what was yours? Sorry, I wanted to. Get I out don't first. know. What would I do? I'd own a, a chain of hotels. Oh, own a chain of hotels. Oh, the we Hilton. That. That's nice. <laughs> we love Kathy, though. We we like Kathy, but let me just say something. I like Kathy, but Kathy is not as dumb as she's appearing to be. She knows and the fuck what she's doing. She, she knows what she's doing. But listen, I want to talk about, I want to get back to important, because we were talking about important stuff. So, Jose Tobias Carranzo Serrano, um, 18 of Baltimore, was arrested in Bayonne, New Jersey, after he literally choked a 37-year-old learning disabled West New York man into a coma. Now, the name of the man has not been released for his family's sake. They don't want that out there right now. But he did it because he said he was gay, and he's like, I don't like homosexuals. And the man, the, the sister of the man said, we actually don't know if he's gay. He has a, learn, he has a mind uh, ability of a five-year-old. Mm. So his the way he was moving made mm. the boy think he was gay. So he beat him, oh strangled him, tried to gouge his eyes out, stole eight dollars and a cell phone off $8. of him. Eight dollars. And when they and because he only had eight dollars to like right, go no, to, no, yeah. Like, so then when the police arrested him, he was just like, I don't, I don't feel remorse. I, I did. He said, he, is he not dead? Did I not kill him? And they were like, No, you didn't kill him. And he was like, Well, shit, I wanted to kill him. I thought that he had blood all over him. Still had the blood on him, oh, and still man. had everything and he got in there and they say do you have remorse he's like no i do not because i do not like homosexuals and i want them gone well neither did and so, monique and candace on and, the housewives of potomac right and they tried to get him 
um, because he tried to make bail and they decided because he's a flight risk because his family is not from here. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot where they said his family was located, but they said because he could easily get back to his family, they were like, nah, you stand locked up and we are going to prosecute you. And he was like, that's fine. I would rather go to jail for the rest of my life for trying to kill a homosexual. But we'll see what and, happens. And that's what's bad, though. That is really, really what's terrible because the New Jersey, every, everyone's like all about prosecuting it because from my understanding when we're talking about race, the the boy who did it is brown and I think the person is a white man. So it's it's very interesting because they're like, we're going to go to the full extent of the law and they absolutely should because what he did was wrong. But I can't help but to think that race plays a little part in this because when we've seen these situations reversed where you had all these white men yeah. who beat mm-hmm. up you know, someone that, of color that... for being gay, they don't face the same circumstances it's like we've got to somehow be able to prosecute all and have everyone face a crime instead of like because that's that's when they're looking at races. That's when they do look at race, and in this case, they will look at race. And he will. I definitely think he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life without parole. Yeah, because yeah. that one kid who raped that girl yeah. behind the trash can—I don't remember his name. Oh yeah, the Which college one? the college kid. They didn't give him any jail time because it was going to ruin his a swimming career. Oh, I remember. Or he that did shit. some jail time, but he did like thirty days or something. Yeah, bullshit. it was thirty. It days. was just. It was like this it, is this is yo a this slap justice system in America is Fucked. fucking. Yeah. It's not even a justice it's system, disgusting. and we're seeing it. Like I think we talked about Bill Cosby last podcast too. Like we're seeing <sighs> it. We're seeing it literally play out in front of our eyes, mm-hmm. and we're just letting it happen because how are you going to change it? You're going to change it by electing the right officials. Well, you oh, my God. Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, but you do have some people trying to do right. You do have the employees at Lululemon trying to speak out. They're like, listen, Lululemon's racist. Like, And it's white people trying to speak out. It's like they do not have racial sensitivity here. They don't talk about it. They let – they. and so there are people out there who are, I do – feel like trying to be woke and, and have those conversations and trying to work hand in hand with black and brown people to make it happen but there's not enough of those people and we have to continue to try to all kind of join together because if not I don't know what's going to happen y'all like it ain't good out it's here this push and pull it's just like you take three steps forward yeah. and two steps back and it's just like oh, can we just get on with it already everybody get with the program pick up yeah. a book and learn no, and but we've got Republicans who are there that you have to try and have a conversation with because they think that that's ethical. Mm. The conversation, not their beliefs. Oh, speaking of elected officials earlier, you said, that's what I was thinking of said. What do you have to bring the up? The Haitian assassination. Oh, I thought you were talking about Eric Adams. Yes, the Haitian, the Haitian assassination. What the fuck happened in his own home? In his home? own home? In his own what home. What So that had to be an inside job. It there wasn't was an inside of- job. I just wish that it would have happened do four years ago on our own turf. Do y'all feel like mm. since like the mm. world has opened back up that things have gotten like extremely hectic? Yes. Like, it feels like mm-hmm. people yes. were just like pent up at home and now all hell is releasing. Yeah, and I'm and like, like whenever, you know, you're you're building up behind like a, a locked door and that door opens mm-hmm. and it's everybody's like, oh, and shit. And tumbles out. You know yeah, what Megan McCain did say that one day this week on The View was about the roaring 20s, like from the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. And she was like paralleling, paralleling that to what's going on now. I think the roaring 2020s are about to happen because we're coming out of the pandemic. And that means everything from like going out, having fun, partying, blah, 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 but also like acting wild and killing folks and assassinating. It feels just very like purge, Everybody, like. everybody yeah. is on edge, just wants to do something rather than being idle. Yeah, I don't, I just really hope that moving forward that we can start having conversations again, but it doesn't seem like people are having conversations. I mean, it seems like at it's traffic stops, again, it's starting. If you cut somebody out, you can't even, like, try to move. You got to drive real careful, because if you cut somebody out, they're going to shoot you. Like, that's there's no, like, I'm flipping you off, or I'm going to just blow my horn. They're going to pull down the window, shoot you, and keep moving. Yeah. Like, we are yeah. in a place that that's where people are, and they ain't coming back from it. The lady at the Alamo Renaissance Center was like, don't blow your horn out here, baby, because people are crazy. I'm like, yeah, no, I yeah. know. Because you ain't got yeah. no Glock. And <laughs> nothing. Maybe a glaucoma, but that's that, not right. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, I literally see what you did there. That's yeah. crazy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what All are right, guys. sound effects? I don't have that one. You don't, have the, you don't have the glaucoma sound effect? <laughs> right. What is the glaucoma sound effect. Hmm.
Is that the ring? I don't know. I'm just trying to make. Uh, yo, we out of pocket on this episode. Anyway, <laughs> Honestly, this has been I don't fun. Know why y'all keep it's good to catch up. <laughs> I know why y'all keep listening. Please continue to listen to us and also vote for us. Um, it's coming up on the Capital City web. Um, make sure you continue to vote for Kitchen Island Tea on the podcast awards. Go ahead, Ashley. You were going to say something. Uh, no, 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 no. I was going to yeah, say that yeah. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Vote for Kitchen Island Tea on the podcast awards. You do have to sign up, but it's fine. It takes two seconds. And vote for the best black show. Yeah. Best, best religious show. And then best show overall. Okay. Yeah. Nominated yeah. three times. <laughs> They're doing some things, and we love to see it. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach out to us via our wonderful email, pride the series at e- gmail.com. Or you can call us at 844-25-PRIDE. 844-25-PRIDE. We would love to hear a voicemail for you, from you. We'll play it on the air if you call and ask us a question. But also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe mm-hmm. our podcast. Yes. Because we love the support. And whenever we get support, that means we can support you right back. Yes, and also some good news. We've got new merch coming. Yes. It is now live in our store on dnrstudios.com. Just go to my shows. It's right down there, Pride the Podcast, and you can find our store there. We've we got, got some tanks. We got some bags. We got some stickers. And more is coming soon. It's going to be great. Yeah, the, the tote bags look real cute. They're so cute. Right. So if you want to support... The LGBT community. If you just want to be proud, yo self, mm-hmm. get some your get mm-hmm, get, <laughs> get yourself a piece of merch. And listen, <laughs> our merch is all year long. We don't just stop on June thirtieth. We keep going because Pride is forever. Here at Pride the Podcast, we love you guys. You can find me anytime online at Darrell Anthony all over the place, except for Instagram. I am Darrell Anthony. You can and only me. I you, wish I had OnlyFans. I wouldn't have to ask y'all to Venmo me hey. at Darrell Anthony. Right. Go ahead, Adam. You can find me, Boxwine Poppy, with a zero mm-hmm. on Instagram and Twitter. My Twitter is not safe for work. It's nasty. And, and you, you can, can also Venmo me at Adam Andrew at Adam Arios. Thanks. Are you done? <laughs> okay. You can also just follow me at Mr. Braden Bradley on Instagram and Twitter. I don't do the Facebook because Russians control it. <laughs> that was a really good time. That was it. great because he knew I was going to say it. <laughs> and you can follow me at Ashley Aaron M on Instagram and Facebook and Twitters. And you can Venmo me at Ash Aaron M as always. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thanks, we guys. love it. And guys, please check out Hey King yes. everywhere. Yes. Oh my gosh. Apple amazing. Music, wherever you listen Spotify, to Spotify, do it. Mm-hmm. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Tell me what you want, tell me why you've been calling Let me get home, let me get home to my darling